Welcome to Podcasting with the President. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Hopi, President of Merrimack College. You're about to tune into our inaugural episode of Podcasting with the President, where Darren Conine, Vice President of Enrollment and Dean of Admissions, and Courtney Johansson, Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer, joined me to discuss enrollment trends, the cost of higher education, and how Merrimack College stands out in today's growing market. We discuss resources for parents and their students as they enter the application process, as well as the different legislation being placed on in institutions today. Please enjoy this very interesting episode and tune in weekly as we take on different topics surrounding faculty research, trends in all industries, and higher education as a whole. Well, welcome everybody. Um, we always want to start a segment and podcast with the president today. And I have as my guest, uh, my guest actually, uh, uh, Darren Conine, the Vice President for Undergraduate Enrollment and Dean of Admissions here at Merrimack College, and uh, and and Courtney Johansson, who is our Vice President for Marketing. Um, so welcome, both of you. It's great to have you here. Thank you, President Hopi. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Thanks. It's great. So so I thought we, you know, you know, admissions is kind of a mystique. You know, it's kind of a, an opaque thing for a lot of folks, a lot of our listeners. So I thought we'd talk a little bit today about the trends happening in, in, in college admissions and what's going on. I mean, you hear a lot of crazy news about colleges in trouble closing and, and the, all, the, all the worries of the world. But Merrimack College has been kind of opposite of that. Right? We've had kind of unprecedented success the last 10 years, uh, you know, continuous, you know, largest freshman classes in our history almost every year. And it's been kind of exciting to see. And it's no longer a small school. It's considered a, really a kind of a medium-sized university in terms of enrollments, uh, you know, as we approach 4,000 full-time undergraduates and more than 1,000 graduates. But Darren, you know, I'll start with you, and, and I just want to talk a bit about what trends you see in higher ed and and what is what makes Merrimack so different uh, in the story. Sure. There's a, there's a lot of news out there nowadays about the college admission process, and every school has a different process, which I think adds to stress and anxiety for our students who are, are going through that process. So while other schools are looking to become more selective, um, increasing their admission standards, I think what separates Merrimack is that we're all about fit. We're looking for the right fit students for Merrimack, both academically, but socially on our campus. And I think we talk a lot about our support services that provide that relationship building for our students through the Academic Success Center, through the O'Brien Center. Um, so they feel that when they're on campus, they're much more supported here than at other locations. Yeah, I mean, our visits have gone up a lot. I mean, what were they five or six years ago, the number of visitors to campus for admissions? Oh. Uh, but in 2015, I think we had about 5,000 visitors per year, and we're going to surpass probably 10,000 this year. Yeah, almost a doubling, which is amazing. You know, you can see it on the campus every day. I look out my window at my office, and there's 40 or 50 people, you know, three or four times a day with their parents and admissions counselors. Talk a little bit about the admissions counselor model and talk a little bit about the ambassador model as well. I mean, it's very unique to see the energy and the passion of uh, both our young counselors who are visiting high schools as well as our, 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 our admissions ambassadors. Talk a bit about that model and what you've done with that. Sure, yeah. We have about 20 different admission counselors who are traveling all over the country in order to start to build relationships with students and, and parents who might be interested in the Merrimack experience. And I think while a lot of other schools are pulling away from that and doing more digital ad advertisement or reaching out online, we're continuing to build that personal relationship with families. And I think as that goes through the process, it helps ease their stress about the college admission process. It gives them a lot more information in depth about the Merrimack experience. And then we add to that with our student ambassadors, and we have about 88 student ambassadors on campus. So when, when our, our prospective students and families are arriving on campus, they get a personalized experience to what they're interested in. So whether that's their academics, sports, clubs, and organizations, they're seeing exactly what they want when they're on campus, and they're seeing students who are just going to be just like them. 
uh, for if they uh, enroll at Merrimack. Now you've been with us about, what, seven, eight years now? About six years now. Six years now. Wow, time goes by fast. It's amazing. Talk a little bit about the evolution to the Ossity Center and what that's meant for our visitor center experience and just people coming to campus. Sure, yeah. As we talked about, the, the amount of visitors we see every single year has increased dramatically uh, for my time here. Uh, and so the Our City Center has been a great addition because it allows for uh, additional uh, spaces for our visitors so that we can really provide the experience that they're looking for. Uh, so the Our City Center is the welcome center for campus. Um, and we have tours and information sessions three times per day, six times per week. And so that allows families to come when it's right for them. Um, our tours on the weekends can reach up to 100 people, but we still personalize it because we're, we're providing a number of different tour experiences for each individual family. So the RCD Center, Center itself has provided that first impression that we'd expect to provide to our students. That's great. Courtney, a little bit on the digital marketing side. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm an old man now watching how marketing has changed from the traditional catalog and newspaper advertising to really the digital world. Talk a little bit about that evolution and uh, how the colleges thinks about, you know, building inquiries and getting interest in the college now. Yep, so we focus, I mean, a lot of our efforts on digital marketing. Some of it's paid, some of it is organic, and I think we're doing more and more organic because we're seeing success there. Um, I think one reason we've been successful is that we really pay attention to, as Darren was saying, a personalized experience and trying to understand what is it that students are looking for, whether it's their personal major or as they're searching for a school, what's important to them. So a lot of our messaging from a digital standpoint is really focused on pushing prospective students, their parents, to come visit campus because we know once people are here, they'll experience the Merrimack community and experience that tight-knit feel that we have, and that's kind of what attracts people to Merrimack when they get here. And then we follow through with all of that digital messaging even after that experience. So rather than pushing out messaging that's kind of focused on higher ed terminology. Um, we, we spend a lot of time personalizing messaging. I myself attend events. I listen to what students are asking about. I go to open houses. We take advantage of the student ambassadors and test messaging with them too, so that we feel like we understand the perspective students are coming from. Um, we also do a lot with social media takeovers now, too, so that's more on the organic side. We have students that will volunteer and kind of do a day-in-a-life organic post on Instagram about their internship experience. And they'll talk about the great career advising they received at O'Brien here. They'll go to their internship site, show what they're doing at their internship. And that's a really great marketing message because students can relate to other students. They might see a student doing an internship. They can relate to them, and then they can feel like they would be benefit from coming here to Merrimack and having access to all those services that they would um, be able to find and, you know, use them to be successful. Now, talk a little bit, both of you, about just the, the use of technology now. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when I first came to Merrimack, we were shipping things by mail and uh, stuffing envelopes the day before accepts went out and, you know, to have 100 mailboxes ready to go would be all take a picture of be excited. But, but the transformation of the last even five years has been radical in terms of we no longer do a catalog, for example. Talk a little bit about that digital evolution and how technology is changing, how much Merrimack, not just invest, but how much we're, we're, we're kind of dedicated in, in going in that direction and what's happened with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we do significantly less direct mail, right? We're relying on digital a lot more. Um, part of being able to do that, I think, is, is, is us being able to look at the data that we have, and we don't overwhelm people with messages either. So if we know... For example, that somebody attended an event and they've come here to campus, we're not going to bombard them with a lot of direct mail pieces or additional digital messages because we know where they are and they're sort of 
research process and their buying process. And then we can follow up with them through other digital channels where to meet them where they are. Um, we're doing innovative things like launching a chat bot. Um, we know that people don't like to get on the phone. They're online. They're, they're looking to have answers, questions um, answered really quickly. So we're launching technologies like that, too. No, we're dealing with a different generation of students yeah. now, right? iGen, Gen Z, whatever you want mm -hmm. to call them, they're, they're much more technically savvy, right? So we need to meet them where they are. So both with the personal relationship building that we're doing on the ground or in our visitor center, but through the marketing efforts we're doing online, we're able to provide that information to them the way that they want to receive it. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I've seen, you know, just as president, the, the new types of positions that come over the, you know, my desk now go from the traditional <laughs> counselor to, a, you know, a data analytics expert to an operations technology management person. Talk a bit about that change in just the staffing and the, the, the type of people we, we, we recruit now to the college. Yeah, I think with this new generation, there's just a lot more information that we have available. So as we try to think about personalizing the information we have at Merrimack to the students, we want to be able to look and assess at that information that we're getting. So we've updated our systems to where we're fully online, we're fully mobile, so students are getting that information through their phones, their iPads, uh, through text and chatbots. Uh, but within my team, I have a, a whole host of uh, resources, uh, staffing resources that are focused on um, the operational and customer service uh, aspects of the admission process to make sure that they're getting the answer that they need when they need them instantly. That's terrific. So, 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 tell me a little bit about what kind of today's students looking for in a college. I mean, you know, you know, when I grew up, it was you know, uh, you know, kids are looking for you know prestige and you know and high starting salaries. I think it's changed a little bit. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it evolves as students go through the admission funnel. Uh, the admission funnel starts in the fall of their senior years. They're still thinking about which schools are right for them and, and narrowing down their list of the schools that they're going to apply to. And, you know, traditionally, they're still looking at you know, what majors they might be interested in and what resources, amenities might be available on campus, right? So when we're talking with inquiries or prospective students early on in that process, we're talking about the programs that we have available and that support service. But as they go through that admission process and, and get admitted to Merrimack, I think that perception changes a little bit and students are looking to see how they're going to fit on campus. Is it going to feel like home for their four years here? Are there students around that are like them or that they want to be friends with and are they going to be supported? So as we evolve through that funnel, uh, what students are thinking about also changes throughout the seasons. And I think there's a much larger focus on fit than there used to be too. I think you know, years ago, students didn't think about the fit part as much. They thought about where do I want to go and what school has the major that I want to major in and they didn't pay as much attention to how am I going to feel once I'm on campus? Am I going to feel like I fit in? Are there services and activities and programs that will be for me? So as we get further down the funnel, we do a lot of content around that fit. And I think that's that's a much larger focus than it, it was years ago for prospective students. They want to feel like they belong and that there will be a place for them. Yeah. What, what, what are the hot majors right now in college admissions? I think what we're hearing a lot lately uh, is psychology, uh, communication, and media criminal justice is, is huge. And it comes from a couple of different places. Um, health sciences is also in demand and students who have had injuries themselves and have been cared for by uh, physical therapists, athletic trainers and nurses see that as great professions. Or they've had an excellent teacher in their AP class or honors class in high school and therefore they want to go into the major for psychology or, or communications. And the last thing is they might see a TV show that they really enjoy and they see that as a potential career down the line. So we try to educate them about what the reality of those majors are compared to what they might see on TV. Now, we've added a nursing school to Merrimack College, which is, um, I would say, is pretty popular in terms of applications. Very popular. It's kind of surprised us very much. Talk a little bit about what that means for the college in the long term, where you see that 
kind of changing our mission cycles and what's going on. Now, we're very fortunate that we're in an excellent location uh, with in-demand needs for nursing um, and with great facilities just down the road from us. So we have this opportunity to build up this this nursing program, and it is by far the most in-demand program we have right now. We'll probably surpass 1,000 applications in just our second year of the admission process. But we're also fortunate that we have state-of-the-art facilities for our students. So even though we're a newer program and and students are looking at Merrimack compared to other schools that have uh, longstanding traditional programs, I think what separates us is that that state-of-the-art technology, the way that they can learn in the new simulation labs uh, in the new nursing center, uh, really doesn't compare to other places. It's just so much better. That's great. Talk a little bit about uh, um, how our kind of competitive set has changed. I mean, you know, Merrimack, I think, you know, when I first came here, you know, it's 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 um, uh, cross app schools were limited to the St. A's and the Stonehills, but that has radically changed um, in just your time, Darren. Let alone my time. Talk a little bit about 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 kind of the choice sets of kids have and the schools Merrimack competes with now, which have changed radically over the last decade. Yeah, President Holby, when you arrived here, we were a school of 2,000 undergraduate students. We were looked at as a liberal arts school, right? So when students were looking at Merrimack, they were considering Stonehill, St. Anselm's, uh, Endicott College, Assumption College. Um, those are all great schools, but they're still 2,000, 2,500 students overall. And now our entering classes are um, close to 1,200 students and 4,000 undergraduate student body. Um, so the perception of Merrimack has also changed. So we're hearing a lot more of Merrimack being compared to schools like Providence College, Fairfield University, Sacred Heart. Uh, which is a great group to be in. They're great Catholic institutions with longstanding traditions and academics. So to have us be in that conversation with the in-demand programs we have uh, gives us a new opportunity to be in a different peer set. Coney, talk about the marketing for that type of student. I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, the academic ability of those kids are higher. The the, the selectivity changes. Um, You know, know, just outside of our zone, those schools aren't close to us. There's some of them... uh, 90 to 100 miles away, it's all changing. Mm-hmm. So talk a bit about how that has worked and, uh, and, 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 and how the kind of the, the outreach beyond our, our neighborhood has gone you know, the last few years. Yeah, our reach is definitely um, a much greater distance than what it used to be, and we're, we're seeing that. So, you know, what we recognize is as that reach is growing, which is really exciting, um, we might not be able to get all of those prospective students here to campus for a visit because they're a little further away. So we focused on things like our virtual tours and other digital digital ways for students to engage with us and actually experience what campus is like. I think from a messaging perspective, something we're thinking about a lot, too, is now that we're being compared to different competitors, I think there is um, some people wondering, you know, how competitive is it to apply? Should I apply? Should I include Merrimack within the schools that I'm considering applying to? So we're trying to do a lot of messaging focused on our admissions philosophy, which is it's not just about your GPA. You shouldn't be intimidated because we look at who you are as a person, extracurricular activities, what are your goals? And our goal is to give students an opportunity by applying here. So we're focusing on that with um, admissions messaging, too, to make sure that everybody knows that there's there's the chance. So you have to take that chance and apply. Yeah, I think one of the amazing things about Merrimack College has been, you know, our philosophy of, uh, which goes back to our beginning DNA, our history in 1947, of, of serving the Merrimack Valley community for those who who have the ability to go to school, but maybe not the, the resources or, or the or are really the social capital. And, and the college has done so much um, in my time here to kind of create those opportunities for kids who aren't in the same circumstance as a as an upper middle class kid. Uh, talk a little bit, Darren, about that, in particular Pioneer Scholars, and now it's actually changing how we think about it and the kids coming to school. Talk about what that looks like and how we've really developed that pipeline. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the the focus on our ability to support students that are right here in our backyard, you know, for us, it, it makes natural sense that we support our Gateway City right here in, in Lawrence, just down the road from us. Um, so we have a partnership with Abbott Lawrence Academy, which was started a few years ago. Uh, and it's an early college program that allows those students who are exceptional academic quality students to be taking college courses starting their junior year here on campus. So they're getting to experience college life and college courses. And they're prepared for the academics, but the social piece is what a lot of students might struggle with as they're thinking about higher education and whether or not they can attend uh, college and university. Uh, so out of that, we had our first graduating uh, class from Abbott Lawrence Academy this past year. Um, we were fortunate enough to start the Pioneer Scholars Program, where we were able to fully fund 10 students from Abbott Lawrence Academy to attend Merrimack. And I think that provides a lot of relief to those families. Almost all these students are Pell eligible. So their families don't have the financial means to really support uh, education at a university or college. So we're taking that stress and anxiety away from them so they can focus on their academics. And again, these are exceptional students, but the support really comes in, in, in making them feel supported on campus socially as well. Yeah, no, it's been a great program, something I'm very proud of. I mean, we're in the midst of trying to raise $20 million endowment uh, to permanently fund this. Uh, our goal is to have 40 pioneer scholars from Abbott Lawrence uh, in the city of Lawrence here, and it's a... It's a massive investment by the college, but the right thing to do. And these are just terrific kids academically, and uh, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing their success here at the college. And it is changing the college a lot, uh, because you can see on the campus their excitement, their energy, their involvement in the institution has been great. Um, you know, I, I want to kind of follow up one more question about Merrimack and then move to the the topic of uh, writ large costs and other things in higher ed. But but talk a little bit about uh, move to Division One. Since we've talked a lot about this fall on our, our podcast, uh, talk a little bit how um, Division One has impacted the school, the applications, the enrollment numbers, and where you, where, what do you think it's done for us? Uh, Division One is a huge piece of the brand of any college. And so as we've been out on the road recruiting students for now for the last two years for a Division One program, we've noticed that that change in perception. Students are seeking us out. They're excited. They might not be able to compete as an athlete at that level, and they, they know that, but they want to be a part of that experience. And since athletics is such a, a big part of the experience at Merrimack, they want to be here to, to support our teams. So that's really made a difference in, in the perception of Merrimack, both from its brand, but also from, from our applications. I think we've had an increase uh, specifically because students see Merrimack as a different institution now that we have D1 sports. Yeah. I think it's important for our listeners to know, too, that although we're talking about D1 and athletics, that actually isn't the only part of the college. In fact, it's a small part. Darren, talk a little bit about our investments in the arts and the writer's house and communications and media. We're sitting in this beautiful radio station right now, but we've done in the sleep labs and others in, 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 in uh, psychology, but also our deep investments in the business school and the markets labs, and now our, our kind of big, big investments in health sciences and engineering. I mean, across the board, the institutions invested a lot in student experience and the academic and the social side. Talk a little bit about that so our, our listeners, uh, Merrimack alums, know really how the college has really expanded its repertoire across the board. Yeah, athletics is great, and moving to the Division One is is great for our brand. But we have opportunities for all of our students. We have over 60 clubs and organizations for our students to get involved in. And, and being an Augustinian Catholic institution, service is a big piece of a lot of those clubs, which is really exciting for our students. Um, but the investments that have been made in the, the Rogers Center for the Arts, um, 
potentially adding a new music program uh, as an additional major in the future, uh, a marching band that will be starting next year. There's great ways for our students to get involved in bands, pep bands, um, uh, visual performing arts on campus. The Writer's House hosts a number of different authors throughout the year, national bestsellers for our students, open mic nights. Um, so if you're not interested in athletics, there's still so much that Merrimack offers for all of our students. Yeah, and talk about a little bit about uh, changes. We're going to be uh, adding a new bowling alley and student entertaining space and a kind of new uh, restaurant to the campus. Talk a bit about, about the social life for kids here and how it's become really a hip place to be on the weekends. No one goes home anymore. They all stay on campus. But talk about the importance of that as well. Yeah, we, we've really become a residential campus again. You know, with about 70% of our student body living on campus, we want to make sure that they feel supported and they have activities on campus. So it's it's always busy on campus. There's always some sort of event going on. I think the students are really excited about the the updates being made to the, the church and kind of going back to our roots and making that another student center space on campus where they can um, have food, they can enjoy the bowling alley, some games, uh, activities that are available there. It just provides more opportunities for them to stay on campus and enjoy their experience. Yeah, that's great. That's terrific. So I want to kind of move the topic a little bit from Merrimack to more college admissions generally, right? As you know, um, the last year has been, uh, college admissions has been in the news uh, a lot uh, for a lot of negative reasons. Um, you know, the uh, the admissions scandal that the elite schools has caused a lot of angst in the country. Um, uh, you know, that's not Merrimack. Merrimack has a different philosophy in admissions. But, but talk a little bit about the effect of... Uh, kind of the USC, uh, the emissions scandal, and, and and its effects actually on college emissions generally, especially with the the, 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 the NANAC uh, kind of um, uh, decisions that came down and what that is. Sure, yeah. And, and it's unfortunate that the, the name that the media used for this was the admissions scandal um, because it actually didn't have to do with the admissions offices. You know, all admission counselors are part of the National Association for College Admission Counseling, NACAC, um, and it kind of guides our ethics. We're all here to help support students to, to live their dream by attending uh, a college or university, to get that education they need to succeed in life. Uh, and so I think that this the, the scandal has taken away uh, and changed the perception of what we do in trying to support students to that next level. So unfortunately, NACAC has been under investigation for the past few years by the Department of Justice, um, thinking that a lot of the guidelines uh, infringe on antitrust. It's not allowing students that freedom to, to make the right choices. So a couple of big changes were made this past year at the national conference, really removing barriers uh, for colleges and universities to reach out to students that they know have already decided to attend elsewhere. Uh, in the past, May 1 is our national deposit deadline. After May 1, you have to assume that a student has made their decision to attend elsewhere, and you should not contact them. Same with transfer students. If transfer students have made their decision to attend a different school, you should not reach out to them. And based on the investigation by the Department of Justice, those rules were removed. And so I think it'll be interesting to see over this next year what happens in the admission landscape. I think a lot of schools might take advantage of this by um, reaching out to students who may already be at other schools. I think that can be beneficial to students because there may be better opportunities for them at other schools that might be able to provide additional financial aid. But I think it's going to continue to add that stress and anxiety that typically has only been for 12 months in the college admission process becoming a first-year freshman student to now you might be getting emails from colleges and universities for your entire undergraduate career. Um, so if you're second-guessing your decision, um, you're always going to be hearing these advertisements from other schools. Uh, so I think when it comes down to Merrimack, I think we're really in a good place um, because we support our students so much better, I think, than a lot of other schools through the Academic Success Center, um, through Hamill Health, through our uh, Office of Student Involvement. We're poised to really support our students in a way that other schools can't. 
So I think this can really impact other schools much more than us, but we need to be careful and make sure that our students are feeling supported and, and can see a path towards graduation here. That's great. Yeah, you know, I think as a college president, it's been um, sad to see um, the kind of the, 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 kind of the um, meritocracy expectations that, that especially wealthy parents have had towards the kids going to school. And, um, you know, I've always believed that um, college isn't just about getting a job. It's not just about going to the most prestigious places. It's about actually growing up and changing and, and, and maturing. And, um, you know, having worked myself in the Ivy League and then a place like Northeastern and now at Merrimack and the differences between a kind of a regional uh, residential college and kind of an elite institution, uh, you know, I, I can say this with, you know, just not as president, but I think as a, as a leader in higher ed that um, places like Merrimack College make a difference in people's lives. It's a great place to go to school. Kids have great outcomes out of it. Um, but the most important outcome is they're able to be kids and learn um, in their own path, their own way, that one size does not fit all. And I think it's, you know, we see the mental health issues on campuses. We see the anxiety. We see the drive kind of the, you know, I tell even my own son, you know, you're going to be working till you're 75. You don't really have to grow up till you're 25 or 26. It doesn't happen to happen at 18. And I think, you know, in some ways, Merrimack's great success isn't just its marketing or its admissions. That's all outstanding. It's the new physical plant, but it's actually the community and the embracing of young people to, to grow up and to experiment and try new things, especially around their majors, you know. I mean, you know, I changed my major three and a half times or four times in college, right? with no penalty. And I think what's beautiful about Merrimack College is there's no penalty, right? We encourage kids to do that because we want them to do something they want to do for their whole life and to have those options and choices. And then a lot of colleges now, you know, I remember my son got into a school, a, a STEM school, a pretty high level one. And, you know, the major he wanted computer science, they didn't have any spaces, but they accepted the math and told him he could never transfer into computer science. And what kind of message does that send to a young person that you, you got to decide your fate at 18 years old the rest of your life. I just think it's, it's a mess. And so I think what Merrimack is is a place that doesn't adhere to those rules and, and at the end of the day is, is different. And I think that's been a big part of our success. It isn't, you know, yes, we're good at marketing. Yes, we're, we're good at recruiting. Yes, we're good at visiting. Uh, yes, we're great at outcomes. Yes, we have an amazing faculty. Yes, we have Division One sports. Yes, we have, you know, new dorms and new buildings. We, we got everything, right? But at the end of the day, I think the success, but lots of other schools do aren't successful. I think at the end of the day, it's the culture, it's the people, and it's really the acceptance of where you are, how we want to help you be successful, which I think as president is the most powerful point of this institution and how our admissions is different because I think the people that are involved here, our employees, our faculty, our students and alums are so dedicated to each one of our students. And uh, it's t you, can't, you can't market that. You can't, you can't quantify that. It's just a feeling you see. You see it at homecoming. You see it at open houses. You see it at Acceptance Student Day. You see it at the alumni Christmas party. You just see it, that people believe in this institution and believe where it's going to go, and I think other people want to be part of that. And I think that's a that's been a big part of our success going uh, as we've gone forward. So that's great. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you were a parent, you know, who has a 17-year-old kid, a junior in high school, and all the anxiety that goes with us now, you know, give them some advice, Darren, as we kind of wrap up the day. Give me some, give, give, what, what is that 17-year-old kid, and what is that, that parent of that 17-year-old first time going into the college mission process, what, what, what is, uh, what's your advice for them? Sure, yeah. It, it can seem complicated from the outside um, to, to look at all the different varieties of colleges and universities uh, that your son or daughter has the opportunity to attend. But 
we're here as a resource, right? The, the admission counselors I have on my team are trying to build relationships to make sure that questions are being answered. So you feel that knowledgeable uh, about the education you would get from Merrimack, the support services that are available. Uh, from an admission standpoint, I think the thing that I tell students the most is just to be genuine in your application process. Uh, when you deal with as many applications as we do for as long as we have, um, <laughs> when you're reading uh, essays and applications, you can tell the students who have padded their activities because they thought they needed that for college. And that's not true. We're not looking for the quantity of experiences that students have had. We're looking for that quality. So if you've been involved in one thing passionately for your high school experience, that's really meaningful. That shows that you have a drive for something. You have the ability to manage your time between your academics and what you want to do outside of the classroom. But that's much more meaningful than trying to be involved in every single activity that might be available to you in high school. And Courtney, you see from a marketing standpoint and outreach on digital, talk a little bit about what your advice you would give to a parent. I would tell parents to, you know, allow their, their prospective students to actually engage with the process. So if there's opportunities to talk to prospective students, to visit campus, you know, get your, your kids to go to campus. The only way to really understand if you're going to enjoy a culture is if you actually go and experience it. Um, we try to communicate as much as we can about our culture through our marketing, um, but you really won't understand if it's a good fit unless you visit a campus, spend some time in an open house, go to the dining hall and, and see what the culture and experience is like. And, you know, it's a great opportunity. A lot of schools are doing a lot of social media marketing where actual students from colleges are telling their stories. And that's a great way to actually, if you can't make it to a campus, to try and get some sense of what a student body is like and what the culture is like on a campus. Yeah, and just for those parents who wonder, our number one freshman major coming in is Undecided Liberal Arts. And we have a program called Discover where we're supporting those kids. But the reason why that is is because today's kid, you know, has many choices. And I just, as a president and a parent of a sophomore in college, right, you know, deciding the rest of your life at 18 is a tough thing to do nowadays with so many choices. And uh, I think actually that major and its size and scope and the support of those kids gives them options. And most kids don't decide until really their junior year what they really want to do before they've even taken a course. It's tough to, to decide that. So uh, so I think it's all about at the first two years about exploration, discovering, spending time, learning, um, and, and, and building uh, really the confidence you need as a student to go forward. So, so folks, that's it for today. I want to appreciate everybody for listening in on the, the podcast with the president, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.